Hello and welcome to another MyTunes podcast right here at manxradio.com. Mark Tiley, the nation's station, Manx Radio. It's not every day on MyTunes I get somebody in the studio who's done national service in Switzerland. <laughs> now, you may think that's a random place to start, but with Martin Brunschweiler, it isn't, because that happened, didn't it, sir? It did, yes. <laughs> Hello, Mark. Hello. Yes. Welcome to it. Well, we'll talk about that later. I just thought I'd break the ice with a national serviceman who was uh, younger than me, but didn't do it in Britain. No, did it in Switzerland, for reasons we'll find out. Well, what an adventure. Where did this adventure start for you? Where were you born? I was born in Lancashire. It was uh, my, my, my father was in textiles, and that was uh, the reason we were up um, up in that part of the world. But we moved around the country as his job changed, so we were in Suffolk for a little while. I spent a few years uh, just outside London in uh, Buckinghamshire, where we were up where until the age of eleven, and then we moved back to Lancashire. Um, which is where um, I was until I left school. So the Swiss connection is through where grandparents? My, yes, my father's my father's parents. They, they were the Swiss. They were the proper Swiss. So my father was born in England as well, and uh, yeah. So we've got the surname, but yeah, Swiss. Na- but Swiss nationality is one of those. It's it's. They, as they say it's hard to get, but it's very hard to lose it as well. Yeah. <laughs> so how come? I mean, let's, let's talk about this then. This you ended up doing national service in Switzerland. How come? Well, I was a chef. That's what I did before uh, before I came to the Isle of Man, and I'd done that for a few years, working in uh, different countries around the world. And I ended up working in Zurich, and the Swiss they're very uh, efficient. But it was um, a, a couple of days after my nineteenth birthday, this thing came through the post telling me to come for my medical <laughs> for the national service, and I, I, I honestly thought it was a mistake. I thought they they were just uh, just sort of sending something out uh, mistakenly. And uh, anyway, I went along for this medical, and uh, at the end, I expected to uh, to sort of explain that because I didn't speak a lot of German, and certainly Swiss German. Is yeah. is virtually nothing like normal high German. So, um, at the end, I sort of tried to explain. I think there's been a mistake, and um, there'd be a big problem with me not speaking much German. And they just smiled and said, "No problem." And stamped my uh, they stamped my form with infantry. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that's what I had to do. Seventeen weeks um, of uh, of the uh, basic training and everything. And I uh, have to say, I hated every minute of it. <laughs> and this presumably because you were dual national. That's right. We are dual nationals. Yeah. And uh, yeah, because our grandparents are Swiss and but, but born in Britain. Yeah. So they're, they're, they're two countries where the, where the nationalities can coexist. Martin is, of course, founder of Bushy's Brewery, and we'll talk a lot about Bushy's over these next four days. But uh, just remind me, when did you come to the Isle of Man? I came and I honestly thought I was coming for a, a long weekend. Um, it was October '84. Uh, my sister Nikki had been um, she'd been running a couple of small places um, around the island, and she took the lease on what became the Bushies Bar. At the time, it was called Givago's, which you know it wasn't there very long, but it was a snapshot. And um, she literally asked if I'd come over for a weekend and make sandwiches for her opening party. And I'd just been working in Australia, so uh, I had jet lag. I'd thought I'd probably be coming back and uh, probably heading back to London to work. But um, anyway, I was I came over for that weekend, and that turned into a uh, 
well, it's next year it'll be 40 years. Yeah, <laughs> but, well. uh, yeah, no, she asked if I could stay on for a little bit until they got on their feet, and I'd done a bit of bar work, so I'd, yeah, I didn't have anything planned. So somehow, yes, it's, there, uh, it will be 40 years. 40 next years year, next year, so amazing. Now, this particular choice, the first choice, goes back even further than that, doesn't it? Talk me through it, Martin. Well, it was when we were living in Buckinghamshire, there was a, and we had a youth, a youth club that we used to go to. I'd have been 10 at the time. So this was the first record I ever bought. It was number one at the time. So I know it's got a sort of strange sound to it, but it was very popular. Yep, and it's uh, David Ansel Collins' uh, a Double Barrel. I am the magnificent. I'm back with the shack of a soul, boss, most turning, storming, sound of soul. I am W-O-O-O, and I'm still here. guest on my tunes all this week founder of bush's brewery and part-time soldier in switzerland <laughs> as we heard yesterday martin brudgefeiler martin okay had you ever even made home brew before you set up the brewery yes i had ah, uh, i've okay. done a bit of home brew but i have to say not very successfully 
and that was when we were living in uh, just outside Blackburn. Yeah, I was sort of a teenager, and uh, I have to say, yes, we. Uh, I think it used to drive my mum mad because they used to put it, uh, used to sort of put it into these glass bottles and put it in the uh, boiler room, which was nice and warm. And yeah, on several occasions they exploded, yeah, <laughs> and oh, they yeah. uh, they shattered. Um, there was uh, small glass shrapnel everywhere. So yes, I'd done a little bit, and I suppose having been a chef, I was all you know. There's there is elements of cooking in brewing, so you you know there are very similar um, very similar principles. So, but when I was in London, one of the um, local pubs of mine around the Bayswater area was um, there were a group of pubs called the Firkin Chain. And their selling point was they used to brew their own beer in the basement. So the Frog and Firkin was the uh, the, the closest pub to where I was going. And I, I just loved the whole concept. And it was by pure coincidence that a, a neighbour of ours um, in Blackburn was a retired brewer. He'd been brewing with Waits, which was our local brew. And he'd been developing a mini brewery with the students up at Lancaster University. And by coincidence, my father happened to talk to him one day. Um, he was a neighbour and... Uh, he just sort of asked if he might have been able to help us because I was had this idea of uh, of brewing. So Peter Cole was his name, and he popped over on the ferry and had a look, and the cellars underneath the old Bushies bar were huge. It was the old Yates's Wine Lodge. And, uh, yeah, he had a look. He said, yeah, I could set you up something very very easily. So that, it was, that, that was, was the beginning. That was the start, and it was literally, it was one brew, old bushy tail which we still brew now which was brewed and it went through one pump in one bar so we had one bar and uh, that was uh, that's the very sort of what year was that that would have been the end of 85 and it first went on on sale january 86 right it was well received and uh after a while we did a because that was bushy tail old bushy tail is a fairly strong brew so we people said it was a bit it was a bit powerful so we we then changed and we we brought in a second beer with um bushy's bitter yeah and that was the uh, and away you went. That was the start. I mean, it was a very interesting time because I remember very much so enjoying exploring country pubs all over the place and microbreweries, and the move towards a real ale flavour and people getting more and more interested. Even if you didn't have beards, you could actually enjoy real ale again. Definitely, it had sort of, that sort of happened towards the end of the eighties, particularly. That's right. And um, no, as I said, I was uh, I was fascinated by the, all that world and there were uh, I was paying attention to what was happening in America as well because I subscribed to a couple of uh, magazines and uh, yeah it was um, it was a great time to be uh, sort of experimenting and doing things and uh, yeah, it was at that time that we acquired our second pub it was when Oakles and Castletown Brewery merged and they put a load of pubs on the market uh, at that time and that's when we acquired the Albion Ah. which became the rover's return so back then it was the albion and uh yeah it was uh it was a, a great time and um, it, at that time it sort of um, it opened up a new market for us to be able to sell our beer and that's when we expanded the brewery and moved out to uh, to mount murray where we're at the moment the other day we bumped into each other over Sunday lunch in the in the back end of the falcon's nest, and you were looking at the ceiling. Why were you looking up at the ceiling, sir? It was quite a coincidence that we saw each other in there because uh, that room, well, it holds uh, quite a few uh, memories for me. But uh, yeah, it's where I met my wife Debbie. 
back in November 96. She was out with a group of friends. I was out with a group of friends on a birthday party. And, uh, yeah, that's where we met. <laughs> because that back room where they do the Sunday lunch now used to be a club. Exactly. Well, when I met Debbie, it was Talon's. Back in the day, when we used to come over on holiday as youngsters, it was the port. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, I mean, again, I, I've got fond memories of that uh, of that nightclub and uh, disco. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's going to be the uh, choice for my second song. And I reckon Stu Lowe would have been something to do with the, the DJing down there. Well, quite possibly, because yeah. I was introduced to Stu because uh, my sister Nikki, her, um, she, uh, she had friends who knew Stu from back in these days at the Stockport, I think it was. So I'm guessing there was a very... Very good chance Stu was was working that night. Right, let's get the glitter ball going. What's the track? Well, it, it's a to me it still gives me goosebumps and it reminds me of being a teenager on holiday on, on the Isle of Man. And it's uh, Donna Summer. I feel love.
when we started this week of my tunes, I introduced my guest, Martin Brunschweiler, as the founder and manager of Bushies because a, a while ago you sold it. Yes, it, it was about <laughs> um, roughly about a year ago. I think it was June 22. And, uh, yep, we've done an amazing uh, uh, deal with a very nice couple from Castletown who've um, given us the ability, it's secured the future of our brewery, and, um, yeah, it's going to be a very exciting chapter. I want to talk about the development of the uh, the whole brew, the bushes thing, because a lot of people will know those, well, I used to have a couple of those little beer uh, bottle wagons. And have you, how many have you got left? Well, we've still got three. I've actually brought one today. I've got one. I've driven here with in one of them. But um, my brother Andy, who uh, it's, it's Andy who converts them from the old two CVs, or he did back then. He still has one over in Lancashire. So he drives around. That's badged up with bushes. I've got the one that I drive over here. And the very first one is actually in the process of being renovated. And that's going to be in a private museum. Oh, brilliant. Uh, so yeah, so all three of them are uh, all three of them are still going. Now, quite a while ago, I had some friends who were listening to us online in Gibraltar. Oh, yeah. And they said they'd seen this little car in Gibraltar. Did you used to drive it down there? We drove it down once, yes, you're quite right. Yeah. We still sell beer in Gibraltar, so um, now we're, um, we've been going, we've been selling beer just over 20 years now, a bottle beer that we sell down there. I think it was for the anniversary of Trafalgar yeah. that we... We drove down. Um, it was a wonderful drive, three days on the road uh, from the Isle of Man, and it was down. It, the, it was down there for a couple of years, so there's a good chance that your friends saw it while it was being driven around the rock. And uh, now we've made good friends in Gibraltar. It's uh, I love the place. I know it's not everyone's cup of tea, but um, no, I think uh, it's it's great fun. And uh, the, the bottle car certainly uh, it certainly turns heads. It's a wonderful little vehicle. And if you're listening in the Wembley Bar or down in Casemate Square, wow. uh, I remember you all very fondly. And there you go. Watch out for the little. Citroen 2CV. So all that bodywork was done here? Or, or uh, no, where? actually it was uh, it was done in Lancashire. My, ah, bro- right. my brother Andy lives in he lives in Blackburn and that's what he he is a mechanic and he's he that's what he does. He did the bottle cars more of a bit of a, a project, a hobby. But um, no, he that he is a mechanic and he trained with Citroen, so that's why he um, that's why he chose the two C V. Well we'll have a little picture of that. I'll make sure we get a picture up and about of you and the vehicle. Uh-huh. I might even do a selfie. <laughs> <laughs> Today's tune, please, Martin. Where are we going? Again, this is a song which it's got great memories from us, from myself and my wife Debbie. And um, we saw the, this group locally. We've seen them on the island a couple of times. Most recently at the Deep South Festival, which uh, Chris Carr he brings them over. And uh, it's the beat. Too nice to talk to.
You can't talk to Martin Brunschweiler, founder and manager of Bushies, without mentioning an event that uh, we're all t- saying, there you go, TT, Bushies, the whole iconic combination of the two. But, and here's a big question, you didn't move to that villa site uh, out of choice initially. It was a bit of a thing that was thrust upon you. Well, it was really. As people know, We when we had to vacate the old pub, in Victoria Street, um, we'd been eyeing up the um, car park over the road for some time. And when I say we, it was Harry Barber. He was the manager in the pub with me at the time. And we'd done a few outside bars. We had we had a converted double-decker bus that we used to take round to events. So anyway, we uh, had a look and we had this sort of vision that um, we'd quite like to, once the, we'd had to leave the pub, uh, to continue certainly through the TT in a, in a mobile unit. So thankfully, the authorities at the time, a couple of very uh, helpful policemen, which was Dudley Butt and Neil Kinraid, and there was uh, Terry Toohey and the tourist board and David Cretney, and they all said, yep, let's give it a go for one year, see how it goes, you know, so it was all a bit of a gamble. But um, it went down well, so that would have been 98 was the first year on the bottleneck. And we did 20 years. 17 was the last one that we did on the bottleneck. And, yeah, I mean, I understand that, you know, when things go out to tender, it goes to whoever is deemed to be the best person for the job. But it did. It shook us to our core at the time. And uh, we, we, we were uh, moved on. But with hindsight, um, the Villa Marina moving there was the best thing that we ever did. Things happened for a reason. Yeah, yeah. And it got us out of our complacency. And we sort of just dusted ourselves off. And the Villa is a far better site than the... Um, the bottleneck ever was we needed that push because i think we'd have still been on the bottleneck now had we not um, had to move it's a wonderful site and we love entertaining people there it's got nearly three times the capacity i was going to say is it three times yeah nearly, well it was the 1500 on the bottleneck and we've got 4000 oh. at the uh, at the villa and there's another great advantage you don't stick to the grass like you used to <laughs> stick to the floor in the, in in the, the old in tent. The, exactly oh i know that that uh, the tarmac was uh, it was very hard i mean we did we tried to sort of jet washing and everything but uh, for some reason uh, I can't imagine why I can't imagine why well we mentioned as well that you, you've sold it they've sold the uh, the Bushes Brewery and it's got an exciting move coming well, that's right. I mean, everything's subject to planning, but uh, no, the the plan is, if everything's given the green light, that we'll be moving the brewery down to a site in Castletown, which is the old commissioner's yard behind S&S Motors. It's a lovely site because it, it includes some old buildings which would convert beautifully to a restaurant, a visitor centre, a bit of a tap room to taste the beers. It's, it's all things, you know, that I suppose I've dreamt about things like this for years, but, you know, with our new uh, owners, with their uh, backing, we're able to sort of make these dreams come true. And it's a very, very exciting chapter, and uh, it really uh, it's very exciting. Those sort of nights, I mean, I've been to a, a few brewery nights when they sort of like have a club night and you, and you yep. gather together. I'm thinking of the one in Marlow, for example, a brewery I know very well down okay. there, okay. Buckinghamshire, where you used to hang out. And uh, they have sort of, you, you can go down and taste what they're doing and everything. And it's, it's a good night out, and that would be lovely to do that in Castletown, wouldn't exactly. it? Exactly. No, it's, uh, that is all very much part of the plan, you know, just to expand what we already do. As I said, it's things that I dreamt of doing, but uh, it's going to... Uh 
it's going to happen. Well, here's to the future. Martin, it's been great catching up. No more national service. No more marching around. Thank you. You've done all that. Here's to the future. And uh, thank you for some glorious years. And uh, in all sorts of locations, yeah. uh, Martin Brunschweiler, let's have the final track. What's it going to be? Well, I think we had to have one that's TT related, and uh, it's a chap who I've I've known quite well over the years. Uh, it's Steve Gibbons, Tulane. Beautiful choice, cracking week. Thank you. Thank you. track steve gibbons tulane a tt classic for sure martin brunchfeiler thank you so much for being my my tunes guest this week and all the best for the future and thanks to you for dropping by for another my tunes podcast i'm mark tiley join me when you can 9 30 to 12 for the morning show right here on manx radio <laughs>